0: Welcome back to the Born Bone Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for latest podcast clips and podcast updates. And listen to our latest episode on Spotify. Now, let's get to the show. Give up on social media or eat the same dinner for the rest of your life. I'm giving up on social media. Let like me personally, I wouldn't take that. <laughs> gonna, uh, You're eating the same dinner? I, I'm like, I'm, I'm neither. I think I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to eat the same dinner. You're going to eat the same
1: dinner? Why do we differ on these little, <laughs> because little things? Because my main source of entertainment is down social media, and to give up the best laughs I'm probably gonna have <laughs> I can't, I'm gonna I really eat steak every day. <laughs> and that doesn't sound too bad to me. No, doesn't <laughs> that. that doesn't sound too bad like either, yeah. A lasagna, you know what I'm saying? Well, you gotta like, pick one, so you just pick two. No, no, I'm saying like, I know Yeah, like steak and lasagna and potatoes <laughs> and, that's not what I mean, I'm It's a meal, isn't it? That's true. It's yeah, we're it to together. That's true. So I can vibe out, and look, fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this, say to that? Watching everybody else eat food, <laughs> <laughs> eat the food you can. <laughs> yeah, remember the good time. You're watching munch things. Like, I can still eat. I can still eat uh, breakfast and lunch.
0: You know. That's true. See, you're, <laughs> you're limiting yourself. <laughs> protein intake where you're just slamming steak and water every day. I don't know about water, but you used to be slamming steak. you know
1: my protein, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Protein intake would be crazy. <laughs> I think it's <you're> so strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget the protein. That was the one to get us started here. Be, um, be married to someone extremely good looking who thinks you're extremely unattractive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or be married to someone extremely unattractive.
1: Who thinks you're gorgeous? Of course I think I'm gorgeous. Looks like a <laughs> I don't think I'm too I don't want Well I think I think it's different because we're males 'cause I'm 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 like I I'm Bishy bad. <laughs> yeah, but that don't mean nothing. She's not going to... and I feel like I <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know,
1: Nobody knows what you're dealing with at home. She ain't going nowhere. anyway. walk in, you like, "Baby, like this shirt." Disgusting. It's disgusting, you're disgusted it's you. but she ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I married that one. Yeah, exactly. Like anybody else going
0: to good. this. I, I could just see a world where, like, how painful that would be. No matter how many things you try matter how many days
1: in the gym. She's just, just disgusted by you. I would say... The unattractive thing is awkward. Because, like... Are you mildly unattractive? Or are you, like, completely not meeting in the middle of all? Like, you just... No, it just doesn't... It's not attractive to you. You're just horrific. No, I'm saying, <laughs> saying meet to the person that I that that think is unattractive. Oh, the one that like you... Like, how, how bad?
0: If I had a one to ten, that means she's like a four or 5
1: What's we'll this? she's a four. I can't with the four. I ain't bad. i she's a three. No. <laughs> I have my limits. <laughs> she's a three. Some things I can't do. But man, she's <laughs> going to love you. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a mean ten. Huh? Just an angry ten just waiting on me on the other side. No matter what you do. Yeah, if you ain't, you know, I mean, if you're into that. In that situation... If you like being abused, I feel
0: like in that situation, you could literally go and like flirt with a girl in front of the girl. And she wouldn't be jealous because of how much disgusted she is by. He'll be back. He's talking to
1: somebody
0: else. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back. That's hilarious. He always comes back. Yeah, I have one more question. This one, not serious or not as a Joking. What limiting beliefs are holding you back. What, limiting? Yeah. Limiting beliefs? Limiting beliefs are like people that think the only way to to be successful in life is like by working a nine-to-five job. Mm. Let's say limiting belief, like a, a belief that you're holding in your head that's kind of keeping you in this box of not really being open-minded. Oh, it
1: could be like a um, great example. I'm not sure, but it's definitely like asking for help. I think a lot of people have that one. Mm, yeah. Just not taking any help or handouts at all throughout your you know, life and just whatever it is to just take it to the face.
0: Like a like a shot or something. Like just rough. What so like on that same note, what do you think is like the so you're saying your limiting belief
1: is that you think that you can't get help? Just no like, handouts, just no handouts, just nothing. I see. I'll just, give it I'll give it ten times if I give one. It's just it's just how it is. You know, I don't I don't know why, but it's just
0: how it is for me. I think my limiting belief is that you don't have to work like twenty four seven, what I'm saying like sun up to sundown seven days a week, all day long. Like successful. I mean to you know, be actually. to be successful. I think my limiting belief is that you, you gotta just be working at all times to make it. And I don't even think the people that like I'm looking up to even did that. But I mean, you hear a lot of their stories in the room and they're like, they fucking <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until they're like 25. And then and they, they
1: take a leap of faith, yeah. and get it together and that's like, <laughs> and it's not even because they, they, they realize how old they are, it's just like, life just kind of guided them. That's that crazy. Just kind of
0: happen. They, they basically screwed off from like all the years after high school they had one moment where they were like, oh, you know, I live in uh, in Arkansas, I'm gonna move to LA right. an opportunity. And then they just another mega, you know, superstars entrepreneur as well. And then I'm sitting here stressing <laughs> about it every single time. <laughs> Is <that> my phone?
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wanted to make it a point today to talk about how finding your purpose, especially at a young age, like your late teens and early twenties. is such a stressful thing and i know a lot of people struggle with it so let me open up this episode with a story quick little story it's called a wise man's joke a wise man once faced a group of people who were complaining about the same issues over and over again one day instead of listening to the complaints he told them a joke and everybody cracked up laughing then the man repeated the joke a few people smiled finally the man repeated the joke a third time but no one reacted the man smiled and said You won't laugh at the same joke more than once. So what are you getting from continuing to complain about the same problem? The reason why this is important is because a lot of people who say they're trying to find their purpose aren't actively looking for it. They're... (laughs) See this laughter. <laughs> I
1: was, I was, I was just reacting Why did to I just go know grab my glasses?
0: Know my damn face? Face. I don't know. So, this <laughs> is important because uh, a lot of people not only they complain about not finding their purpose, uh, they also complain about a lot of other shit. Um, you know, like not being able to, whether it's losing weight or getting in the gym or making money, there's so many different things that people complain about that are regular issues mm-hmm. in people's lives. That can be changed, but people continue to not change them because they're complaining about the same issue instead of actually doing something about it. Um, so finding your purpose, like I said, especially in your early teens or your late teens and your early twenties, is extremely important because it's going to set you on the right path early. And I know that there's numerous distractions for us, and I'm not even just saying like exterior people. There's kind of uh, internal distractions that we have. Uh, that we face every single day, like, you know, you don't really want to get up and go search for the thing that you want to do because it might be scary to actually try to, you know, put yourself in that situation. It's almost, it's so scary to find your purpose that you don't even want to go towards it because you're scared of like that. Taking a chance. Yeah, you're scared of that taking a chance and you're scared of that kind of internal conversation. But there's also the external distractions, like you know maybe friends that are leading you down the wrong path, um, you know maybe just kind of wasting your time with things that aren't benefiting you, um, and you know maybe consistently partying, or listening to other people that uh, don't fit your needs on social media and things like that. So how do we eliminate distractions? Now to eliminate distractions, I want to take it a step back and talk about something that's not really talked about quite frequently, and it's not feeling guilty about separating yourself from the pack. This is something that I had to really, really, uh, you know, face in my own personal life, is because when you eventually go and take the chance to find your purpose, um, there's a lot of people and things that you might have to leave behind, and it really just... um, kind of uncomfortable at times, but um, you don't necessarily have to leave someone behind in the sense that you have to be an asshole to them. Mm -hmm. You just have to leave people behind that you feel aren't gonna lead you down the right path. You can still be friendly and things like that, but uh, if you want to truly reinvent yourself and you're not currently happy with your situation, then it's time to, okay, let me sit down and look at the things that aren't benefiting me and then let me change these things. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how you eliminate these distractions. And to not feel guilty, you know, from them. Finding my purpose kind of went the exact same way. You know, I was working odd jobs, and then, you know, suddenly kind of fell into the uh entrepreneur space or starting a business, things like that online, and you know, continued to look up numerous things about the subject. But another time waster that you need to eliminate is procrastinating the business or career that you want to get into by researching. And this is something that people don't think is procrastination is because when you are researching about a certain subject or business model or things like that, I'm not even talking about, you know, uh, like financial freedom and, and things like that and entrepreneurial jobs by themselves. I'm also talking about blue collar jobs. Like if somebody wants to be an engineer, not saying, you know, this is not the episode for you. I'm just saying this, you know, it all ties in together. If you're, you know, consistently looking up these different things and researching them, like, uh, you know, like an engineer, like I said, or like an online business you want to start, but well, you're not actually taking the leap to start it, you, in a sense, are also procrastinating. You're not doing any better than the person that's just hanging out, not looking up those things.
1: Yeah.
0: You're not learning anything to separate yourself from them because they're, Essentially, doing the same thing as you, they just don't have a 10 hour watch time on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm calling myself out here because I would look up real estate videos. I would look up real estate investing videos. I would look up, um, what was the big one? Dropshipping. I would look up,
1: oh yeah.
0: Dropshipping wholes- was huge. Wholesaling. I would look up SMMA, which is social media marketing agencies. I would look up like how to, you know, build a TikTok account, all these things, without actually ever stepping into any one of those things. I think the closest I've gotten at that period of time was starting my free trial on Shopify. And then looking up how to get products, realized, oh, that's just hard. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, that shit is hard. I'm went a different route, because I was like,
1: oh, man, but, <laughs> but that was funny. that's besides the
0: point. What I'm trying to say here is, there's a lot of things that you might not think are time wasters that you need to eliminate and there's a lot of obvious things like people, places and things that you also have to eliminate because they are also time wasters. And then after you've eliminated all these things, the second step is to not feel guilty about them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's extremely important because then you're just gonna keep getting, you know, brought back in. It's like an addiction, you know. You're going to eliminate it and then, you know, it's gonna be on your shoulder, you know hey, you know, how come you don't hang out with us again? Or how come you don't hang out with us? Or, you know, how come you don't go here? Go here. Um, so, remember, you always have to eliminate those distractions and make sure you don't feel guilty about it.
1: Yeah, me and I have, i say in the last two years of family, just two people, they were both friends but a One friend was just chewing just over the just too much for me socially. And I was just like hanging out you know, way too many times, kind of thing. Just just either it be, maybe wanted to hang out, but I was like, I don't know to I'm just I really just don't want to Or just the consistent messaging, like trying to like, talk to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trust me, you're not. Uh in, compare, in comparison, this he, he was like hanging up all the time, non every day. Maybe we you know like I, I, I would ghost him for like two days. He'd be like, you hey, know, you like me? You want to talk to me, man? You know, I'm like, damn, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he getting get his feelings about it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, nigga. One nigga just said black. Because that's though. That's exactly like, what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, I, I told him, but like, before I blacked him, obviously, I was like, um. Yeah, social just doesn't look too much for me. He's like, all right, I understand. She's uh, just the same. He's
0: the same actor when
1: I would not change like, his communication levels. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you let him back in? I, didn't, I know, I just told him, like, you, oh. you, you're, you're kind of it. Yeah. We're I mean, good. And he just would not. Oh, like, that Hey, 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 what's up, Markham? It's, it's nonstop messaging. We should let him not. We're gonna not <laughs> like I so I, I said I said it, I told yeah. you. And and I, 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 I said it more than one time. But yeah, then the other thing was just like we just did we just were, like we just wanted to be quite sure. Yeah. And yeah, we were, like, they, they both were good people, But it just wasn't you know, just work for you. Yeah. Do you think in a sense because uh, 'cause I've had
0: this situation probably a million times because to me, and I don't know if you agree with this. Like you, you want to hold on to that peace, maybe. I don't know, yeah, actually you're different from me. <laughs> I would just like, want to hold on to that piece, almost because it was like my background. It's like, it's a moment of your life. It's like moments, you know? And my mom told me something very important a couple months ago. She said, some people were meant to be in your life forever. Some people were meant to be in your life for a day. Some people never at all, but nevertheless, you know, if it's time, it's time. Mm-hmm. Let, let them go. You had that moment. You appreciated the moment. It was beautiful or it was rough. Like let them go. And I was like, man, and she was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that advice was crazy, but um, that was very important to me because I'm a little bit too much of a person to give second chances, and... Try not to be like that, I'm trying not to be like that because then that allows yourself to open up and either step back into things like I was talking about before, those distractions, you step back into those, or you step back into feeling unhappy like you were with the person before. And if
1: you're already out, yeah. you're out. I'm gonna let you know you can say it again. You gotta let me come back. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta let me back in. You <laughs> so I fuck up once i am let you back in I, I, I promise I'm you right now.
0: Year. <laughs> <laughs> um, on on the same note of everything we're talking about, there is a a Jap- Japanese concept about finding your purpose, and I actually I bought this this book about the concept, and it's called Ikigai. So the Japanese concept of Ikigai is how in Japanese culture they find their purpose, and this is extremely important to you because it stops making it feel like such a complex concept in your head. Finding the things you want to do. I have my own personal advice that I'm gonna say about finding your purpose after uh, I tell you about Icky guy. So Icky guy is split up into four different circles into kind of like a Venn diagram. And you are the person in the middle or your the Icky guy is in the middle, that's your purpose. Is there a way for us to put the Venn diagram on there? Yeah, I could put it on the screen. So I'll put I'll put it on the screen. And I could put like the the book just how it looks on there. So, Ikigai is separated by the four circles or four different quadrants. The top circle is You Love It, so it's something you love, so maybe like a hobby can go in there. On the left bottom circle, it's You're Great At It. On the circle to the right of You Love It is The World Needs It. And on the bottom, You Are Paid For It. And then your purpose is in the middle of all those four things. So. I just thought this book was like revolutionary. Like I think everybody should really, you know, at that stage that I'm talking about, that kind of eighteen to twenty seven ish. I think that should be like a staple for people. It's a great read, Um, and it explains all the four things. You know, if you love it, you know, put all the things that you love at the top. All the things you agree at. All the things you can get paid for and all the things that the world needs and in there someplace should be even if it's not your purpose it's an idea to get started um that was actually kind of the same you know I was, remember i was telling you about how the Alchemist is something that every like 18 year old should read mm-hmm. that's kind of the same story because um one of these distractions uh, i want to tell you that you should eliminate is kind of the the parental distraction, and I know parents mean so much to us when we're young. But what I mean by that is, is for the people that don't want to do the same thing they did, and then you're just going to go and do the same thing they did. Uh, it's extremely important to eliminate that distraction too, and realize that your life is your own. And in that book, The Alchemist, uh, the the character I think his name is Santiago. He basically challenges his dad, who wants him to be a priest, and he says, "No, I want to be a um, what do you call the guys the." With the sheep, he wants to be a shepherd. Wow, yeah, that's what he wanted to in the, the book. Yeah, so yeah. we get a little bit. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So when we're talking about this, we're talking about like biblical times that was in this book, right? Yeah. So priests back then, the dad I believe the dad told him or it was just kind of in the book were the only people who had houses. So the dads thinking, okay, they're the only people that can afford houses. Boom, shepherds were homeless, but they traveled. Yeah. So it's going to be a homeless kind of. Yeah. Okay. So, but the reason for this is, um, he he was in the same city his whole life. That's why it's important to these young people. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So it's not even about him being a shepherd. It's about yeah. him leaving the nest. So, um. He would see all the shepherds coming and he'd talk to them. He'd ask them about the cities they're from. So he just had all this knowledge about cities that he never even could fathom going to, Santiago the a kid. And then um his dad had actually had a couple of uh he had he had some money, like a little tiny bag of money for him that was gonna help him go to like preschool or something. And eventually he talked to his dad and he said, Hey, um, you know, I really want to do the shepherd thing. I want to buy my first flock, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <The birds. laughs> I want to buy my Is first. I prefer, I think it's flock. That's, that's, I think that's I would not. I do like. Yeah, it's it's flock. Think, yeah. We're just gonna say it's flock. <laughs> <club. laughs> so he, he told his dad, "I want to buy, you know, my first, you know, sheep," um, and then his dad actually, you know, was talking back to him, and like, he said, Why would you want to leave here? You know, our City has the most beautiful woman in the world. Mm. Our city has, you know, this. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> what does he say? <laughs> 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 he he a dog. He said, I want to see the other women in the other cities. <laughs> so so his dad actually, after you know, a while he gives him the money, he so said, Okay, buy your first, you know, herd or whatever. Like, okay. I don't think it's flock. But he buys the first herd. So then he buys his first clock and then he begins his travels. Mm-hmm. And basically the whole book is centered around this kid leaving his you know his nest and he just travels everywhere. Does he run into
1: issues with the sheep?
0: Yes. Okay. He loses his sheep at times. Uh, he gets robbed. Was he? No, so he he eventually then the title read this is insane. So he he eventually makes it to this one city and he wanted to settle down, I think, for a summer. Mm-hmm. And he had his sheep somewhere with his buddy. <laughs> he, he took him somewhere. <laughs> and he settled down with somebody and he had some prior experience and a skill. I forgot what the skill was. and there was like a, a almost like a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. and he went up to this guy that was selling these these cool, uh, I think it was diamonds or not diamonds. He was selling some kind of like, like, like gems, or, gems or, something or something like that. And he told him i know how i can get your business better mm-hmm. he has some prior there was something that happened in the book where he got some skills did he, did he buy them or something like that no i think he was just like low-key even though this was back then i think he was like a good marketer Oh, he's just, he's just a good, okay. he's a good salesman okay, okay. so he uh the guy hires him for a summer he just makes a shit ton of money and that's when he gets robbed because the whole purpose is the whole purpose of the book is uh <laughs> A king, when he goes to that first city, tells him that there is some treasure waiting for him at this place. So the whole journey is trying to get to the place, so then when he's almost there, all his money is stolen from that summer that he made, like he ran out of a bag. All the money is stolen, and then he was going to quit. And then, so I don't want to get too much into it, but that's how the story goes. It's, it's exceptional. <laughs> Yeah, so the So so, so, along with Icky Guy, which is talking about, you know, those four quadrants of things that can really, you know, lead you towards your purpose and the alchemist, which I think is an essential breed for everyone kinda eighteen to twenty seven, to really, you know, go against the grain and stop doing the things that everybody wants you to do, along with those things. My own personal advice is to, and I kind of got this idea and formulated a bit in my own words from uh, Gary Vee. You know who Gary V is? No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. You uh, see the, the um, business um, Yeah, he's a short okay. guy. Yeah,
1: So. I was going he's the guy that did the. The aggressive uh, business yeah.
0: guy. That's how I remember yeah so well even him in a sense people the biggest knock on him you want to know the biggest knock on people say well i see the
1: most yeah
0: yeah so it's like yeah even in that sense you got this guy that wants to be a content creator he has you know he has a sailor you know his career is like a sailor but then even him still was able to do the thing he wanted to do besides the point so we have icky guy in those four quadrants we have the book the alchemist We also have Anthony's advice here. What my advice to you is to find your own purpose is to literally try a thing every single day or try a thing a week, pick one thing, try it for a whole week. And honestly, in this stage, don't even worry about quitting. It's kind of like weird advice. No, bear with me here. Bear. I know, that sounds crazy. You can disagree with me at the end. But um, what I mean by that is we put pressure on, you know, in that stage of not having a purpose. You put pressure on the first thing that sounds like a good idea to be that idea. Yeah. Like I, I tried. Like I said, I tried opening up drop shipping. You know, tried drop shipping. This shit was not for me, so I could have easily just hammer that home. Yeah. And not even saying that it was too hard because it was. Even like the action of doing it was just boring. So, Even the idea of it, you know, sitting there, just yeah. So, like that—that's my philosophy to people: is try. It doesn't have to be a week. Try something for a month. But if something's not hitting, there's hundreds of thousands of things, careers that people have in the world. Just keep trying things until it hits. You know, a lot of the times you don't know what to do. You haven't tried as many things. So just keep trying things, and you know, keep keep moving on.
1: You, gotta know, know, know. you got to know when to hold mm-hmm. on. to walk away. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so, all of this is leading up for me to tell you that the main purpose of all of this was was finding your purpose, and then to find your purpose, I kind of ran it backwards. You find your purpose then, you know, that's kind of the main goal. But the first thing is to eliminate distractions. Stop feeling guilty about you removing yourself from people, places, or things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then after that, the most important thing before finding your purpose, or actually, so that is finding your purpose. And then after finding your purpose is to stay disciplined in that aspect. But you can't really stay disciplined unless you've done all those things before it because once you find your purpose mm-hmm. you like the thing you're doing. Yeah, you gotta go through those trials and tribulations. So then you're you're going
1: to enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Three, two, one. So we haven't talked about some of the pretty recently, and it's because you your basketball fan and I bring it up. And then that is obviously I'm not it, and I was talking about the we are But um Stevie uh Shannon Sharp, at uh, the Grizzly and with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know who Shannon is, he's on the um, is it would it be considered a talk show? Or yeah, uh, I'd say so. Um, ESPN, but um, uh, like a radio show. Kind of. Yeah, we got uh, Skip Bayless, uh, Undisputed, I believe is the name of it. He uh, he was at he was at the game. Uh, him and I don't know the name of the player. Desmond Bain, who's
0: uh, um, <coughs> who's the Grizzlies' starting shooting guard, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like the little version of Shannon Sharp. That's, a, that's like arguing with Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna kind of matter. Huh? Yeah. Bad. That's funny. Right. Yeah. Well, and Desmond Bain is also kind of big, too. Yeah. Like a little stocky little guy. Mm-hmm. It was Desmond Bain. A little yeah. A little guy. He's like 6'3. <laughs> he's like He's probably like, yeah, he's probably like 6'3, yeah. I'm calling him a I'm a little
1: stocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so, all right. Yeah, so uh, do you know the
0: comment that started
1: it? From-
0: yeah, Shannon was the one that started it, actually. Okay. Oh, was it, what do you
1: say you can't guard LeBron?
0: Or yeah, so if you don't know, though, Shannon Sharp is a massive LeBron fan. Massive. That is. <laughs> so, like, even on the show with Skip. It. what's funny about the two of them in their show, mm-hmm. Skip is basically known for being a LeBron hater. Mm-hmm. Like, the biggest one. Um, so they always go back and forth about that, but
1: yeah. Yeah, he calls him Wooden La Goat. Yeah, La Goat. And he wore the goat. You yeah. see that before? He killed me when he comes in with Hennessy. Man, it's show. We're, we're, we're not alive, dude. Yeah. yeah. He, you know what I'm saying? don't give a damn. It's crazy, but yeah. Um, yeah, Shannon told Desmond yeah. Bain, you can't guard LeBron. Yeah, someone Yeah. and, um, and he said, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, okay, I mean, was that not from, okay, if I am an athlete on the floor and I heard that, it doesn't, that doesn't feel like I said that I was ignoring me, that because that's an athlete. I, I'm I expect it. this. I expect
0: yeah, this. This is a normal comment. But then, but then. But then, I think he knew it was
1: Shannon. I think that's the difference we're making. If you or I said it. Yeah, but he probably, he probably didn't even like talk, the you know the talk show. Yeah. Always analyzing. Yeah. Yeah, so he's probably a little personal. Too. A lot of them don't, yeah. So he probably started, noticed who was in. Was like, mm-hmm. started, you know, yeah. And he said it, and then he said, and then he said it back, and then from there just simply escalated. Yeah. To, John Morant said something. Then, John Morant's dad,
0: you know, obviously I'm talking to my son, gets you know, yeah, like, gets gets up. John too. Morant's dad gets up and goes. but yeah. by the way, John Morant's dad had no business going anywhere near Shane. Was no I'm sorry. Necessary. I'm saying just on a size perspective. Holy cow. <laughs> oh. Shannon's, Shannon is his dad, or John Moran's dad and John <laughs> <laughs> together. together.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. He obnoxiously <laughs> just... Why is he built like that? <laughs> What's happening? I mean, just, he just... This what what he, he built? built? He's built like... Uh, I can't even name
0: anybody. Else. What was that That one G.I. Joe? He's built like a G.I. Joe. I don't know. I mean, he's built like, like a whole... He is insane. And then uh Steven Adams who people call like Aquaman. Mm. Oh yeah yeah Steven Adams walks walks up in there. He's another person you want to mess with. I would have I would have loved to see the people were talking about uh Steven Adams and Shannon doing like a boxing match. Oh my goodness. He's still fifty four. So, yeah that's true. Steven Adams there's so many clips of Steven Adams like getting out altercations like that. His yeah. Yeah and there's one funny clip I forgot who it was but some One of the other team's centers, the biggest freaking guy on their team, was arguing with one of his guys. Mm -hmm. Steven Adams picks up a seven-footer who probably weighs 300 pounds, takes him to the other end of the court, and sets him down nicely, and picks him up like a child. Mm -hmm. So I just would have loved to see, you know, I don't want to preach violence, but I would have loved to see him and Shannon get down. (laughs) Yeah, um, crazy. Then then I
1: thought... I thought they were escorting him out of the game, like for real. Mm-hmm. Like he's out, he's not coming back to this specific game, Maybe not on or whatever. Like this is it for him at this game, just do how you influence the game players, obviously taking it off the court, just out of hand. But then you just told me just now yeah. that he was back in. Yeah, they left him in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like even if like from the athletic standpoint, like one of our athletes is now mentally you know he has you kind of discomfort yeah. and it's kinda of strong for him. Maybe you're not only that, but you're like moving you next to the floor. You could you could even score side. He's like on their bench. Like yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if they were like we should probably like just for this game, nothing nothing too crazy, wasn't too bad, nothing personal. We just don't want you here at this specific game at this time. Just too long just happen. Yeah. Because we have you have there's a history of athletes basketball specific. Being like, hey, those guys disrespectful, talking crazy, get them out, and then they're, they're just banned forever from
0: every every game. Yeah, I was telling him about the, the Russell Westbrook thing, This famous family on under Russell Westbrook on the court, and he just points to him, security goes, picks him up, he's out of there. One of the one of the things that I was listening to on the J.J. Reddick podcast, which is called The Old Man in 3, that's what it's called, um, they were talking about the thing, and uh, J.J. Reddick is a He's a former
1: basketball player. I know, I know, I, know. I know. Okay, and he, uh... <laughs> he's been a bit but. No. Yeah,
0: so he was talking about, he thinks that something like that kind of was able to happen, like Shannon not getting kicked out because you're in L.A. And think about how many celebrities are, are at those games. Mm-hmm. So he was thinking that maybe like something like that wouldn't have happened in any other city.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what it reminds you of? you seen a story with uh Drake making uh dream on green all of them late to like a game or whatever? No. And he got fined, like Drake got fined? Yeah, Drake got fined and the got fined. How did Drake get fined? I don't know how that works. He didn't play. But he paid. <laughs> he paid? He had to, but he keep going. Is
0: it because he got connection with the Raptors? Is that how he got fined? Because he's know. not really involved. I, I don't know how what's his involvement with the Raptors anymore. But... They,
1: they find that man and he
0: paid it. <laughs> I won't pay. That's crazy. But there are there there
1: there are exceptions, like this have been done. Yeah. Maybe Shannon Sharp gets a fine. Hmm.
0: That's insane because when they find a regular fan.
1: It's, well deal with Drake. <laughs> Drake drops a song about it. <laughs> I can still see that. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy times, yeah, sport wise. Yeah. Imagine you're in a football game, you're booing the other team, he looks up there, he's booing too. In <laughs> a football game, it'd be crazy because of how. I thought they were more aggressive. Yeah, like, but I was saying, like, how, like, a basketball game, everybody's so, close yeah. enough, but in a football game, they're the stands.
0: Like, they're pulling out binoculars. <laughs> that, I know <laughs> yeah, <was> so crazy. <laughs> Did you see that video of the Browns fan that was super viral? No, I haven't. He was pissed drunk at a Browns game, mm-hmm. and he was doing that. You know, when you're super tired and your body's under four, mm-hmm. you're sitting there rocking for like 10 minutes. He was <laughs> sleeping and everyone's recording and he's like about to fall over and he wakes up. Kiss himself? <laughs> and he comes back up. I wonder if they put money on that? Uh, I don't even know. It's all like a drinking bet? Yeah. The only thing that was funny that I was telling you off air about the, the Shannon Sharp thing was um, was people were like talking about the situation and then everybody went back and said, did you, you see how fire his cardigan was? It, was? it was crazy. It was fire. And then J.J. Redick yeah, that, that blue and that
1: green Oh man, that's Boy, the crazy—the blue and the green, yeah. and you got the white tee. Do you have a chain, though? I don't think he wears chains. Man. Oh, man. Maybe he does, but I—I kind of don't see him. <laughs> but, yeah, crazy. Well, Lizzo has been back to the game that I've seen. Lizzo? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Got up, turned around. Mm. Ooh, you want to talk about? It. <laughs> <laughs> man, that was insane. That was just yeah, you know, the confidence. Like, not even the comments, but just the audacity. The audacity. Mm-hmm. I don't think, it, and it has nothing to do with, like, her size or anything. It's just, like, anybody. Yeah. Get up, turn around. And, yeah, people were making it a size thing. Like, they were, which was just insane. It should have just been a, that's a, a general, you know, Yeah. Like, no. Like, what is happening? at a, There's know? so many kids there. It's crazy. It's like it's a there. place to bring kids. It's
0: <laughs> yeah. the place. It's one of the places. It's a place to you know people together. Yeah. Um, but one of the things people were saying about the Shannon thing, like, Mm -hmm. way after the fact, was, uh, or, I'm sorry, J.J. Reddick was saying after the fact that, uh, he loved the Carnegie so much, he started looking up at his size. (laughs) That's funny. And the Carnegie was actually, they were trying to figure it out, like, him and his, his partner on the podcast. Uh, it was made by Greg Laurent. Who I didn't even know Greg Lauren was a person. Mm-hmm. Greg Lauren is Ralph Lauren's son. He makes clothes too, and the and the cardigan is like fifty five hundred dollars. You know, she just, should I get that on the a check, man? She... Man, not sponsorships. Man, one day. <laughs> Thank you for watching the Born Broke Podcast. We really appreciate all the viewership, and you know we're looking forward to seeing everybody in season two and you know we can't wait to make this podcast better and better season two i'd like to add we're going to make a separate video about this season two it's going to have a hell of a lot of guests yeah, on. It's, going be great. it's going to be like the season of guests okay. so we're really excited for that so thank you for watching the born Road podcast and
1: Bumper.
0: born bro